Hello everyone. Thanks for watching this video. I'm Zach, as you may be familiar already with all these videos we're doing. Um, and I'm sitting here with Krista, who happens to be Michael's fiance, soon to be, maybe by the time you see this, they'll be married. Um, Krista is also part of the La Familia Ayahuasca team. And we're going to be talking about uh, integration um, as it relates to movement as a preparation and integration tool. So before we jump into that, Krista, why should we be talking to you about movement as, an, as a preparation integration tool? What's your, what's your background? What's, what's your... What do I know? What do you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, why should we listen to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else. Um, so I have a very long history of studying movement. Uh -huh. um, I started dancing when I was three oh. and have done a very variety of forms of dance uh -huh. um, from ballet, contemporary, jazz, modern, uh -huh. tango, blues fusion, mm -hmm. contact okay. improv. Wow. Yes. And your latest thing is contact improv, right? Yeah. yeah. That when I found that about ten years ago, it was like, yeah, this is important to me, and yeah. it was a nice culmination of the technique that I've learned for so long, mm -hmm. but an improvisational state that kind of liberates you to be in a deep state of listening. Uh, cool. So that's dance. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I've been practicing yoga for over fifteen years, really regularly. Mm -hmm. And I've been teaching for over eight years and have done several deep and intensive yoga teacher trainings. I've assisted teacher trainings. Um, and most importantly, it's been a central focus of my personal practice sure. for that long. Yeah. And as soon as I found it, uh, when I was 18, it was a focused embodiment that had deep philosophy and history. Uh -huh tied to it and um, it really drew on like being an athlete as a young person and then drawing on dance and having a spiritual focus so it it met me very well yes it checked all the boxes in a wonderful way cool so um yeah thank you for sharing your background and yes i think we should listen to you good <laughs> as it relates to this, the subject matter yeah. uh, um yeah, so I'm asking everyone who I'm talking to, um, uh, everyone who, who represents a mo modality, um, is like, what what is integration? Because we or the de your definition of integration, because we hear out in the social media and, and so forth. Uh, if you drink ayahuasca or work with plant medicines. It's all about the integration. It's all about the integration. Or it's all about the preparation and integration, which is, I, I agree. Um, however, I, I feel like the definition of, of integration can be somewhat ambiguous, mm -hmm. and there can be a lot of different definitions. And hopefully through this course, uh, through this series of podcasts and so forth, um, we, can, we can have a couple of different um, definitions so that we can try them on and also see how they're all true if that makes any sense and it can it can make the definition much broader than than just um the, the ambiguous word itself 
So, with that said, what, how, how would you, how do you define definition or integration? Um, well, I just want to say on the point of the ambiguity of it, yeah. I just out of interest, like Googled uh-huh. integration definition, uh-huh. and it said the process of being integral. Oh. I was like, so this is the problem with integration. We're using the word as the definition, which is not a great definition. Right. So it had me really thinking more deeply of what does it mean and what's the process to me. Uh-huh. And what kind of came through actually as I was dancing uh-huh. was integration is the process of assimilating new ideas or energies or concepts into everyday life. Mm-hmm. And so they change the way that we are mm-hmm. in the world. Excellent. Yes. So we're taking new information and it's it's perfect yes thank you yeah um, maybe some other like synonyms that might be helpful for people understanding that i was thinking about was um creating congruency mm-hmm. within oneself or assimilating something so taking something and then literally just making it a part of your being right right and it I'm, if I may ask, I assume this is the, the case, since you are such a uh, movement person and that in, in, is all about embodiment, you're, you would say that that would be when it's in the body. Yeah. 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 Like you walk, you walk the talk. Yeah. That's the short way of saying yeah. it, I guess. Okay. Um, cool. Um, with that definition taken care of, let's, let's talk about... Um, how to use movement um, in both as a, a preparation um, and integration tool. So on the, on the preparation side, as people are approaching uh, <clears throat> a retreat or a series of, of sessions with ayahuasca or maybe another substance, um, how is movement and uh, how does it help? Help, thank you. <laughs> how is that a tool? Yeah. Yeah. So in a tool for preparation, um, I see it as a possibility of just creating the space and deepening the connection that we have with our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, if someone comes into an ayahuasca ceremony and they've started to build that connection and that deep sense of listening, Mm. then when you come into ceremony and the body is communicating in ways that may be different than like English mental chatter. Right. We have already practiced that sense of listening. Right. Um, So I feel like it can really help possibly progress the work that's done in ceremony Uh and um, helping to kind of learn the skills of mindfulness Mm -hmm. or conscious relaxation, Mm -hmm. which can really be helpful in ceremony. Um, The tension, in in my experience, tension in the body is kind of like it's just a roadblock that will continue to run up against and so when in ayahuasca for example that roadblock is amplified yep. then it's like i'm going nowhere but if we've had the opportunity to cultivate the skill of relaxation and deep breathing mm-hmm. then maybe the roadblock can dissolve or we'll at least be aware oh wow i'm holding tension in my body maybe that's why i'm having a difficult experience yep and to release that, and then the unfolding can happen more smoothly. Excellent. 
You know, as you're talking, it it sounds like you're saying, hey, many of us in the Western world, modern world, we have this language going through our head that is us talking to ourselves mm-hmm. um, and or imaginary conversations. And there's a whole other language that's between the mind and the body. And, and this is a really good point. Ayahuasca speaks both languages, but there's a much richer language that happens between the body and a much deeper wisdom that happens in the, in the body and the mind then than just this mental chatter stuff. And there's even this language, in, in, it's a language that doesn't have words, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I understand you correctly, on a preparation uh, side of things, start learning that language so that when you, one arrives in, in a, um, a plant medicine, ayahuasca, wachuma, psilocybin session, that one can go, oh, this is, oh yeah, I know this, this language, okay. And there's something that we can open to um, and instead of going, I don't understand, and just start thinking up here. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to feel like, I don't understand. Um, Versus having that experience, uh, the somatic experience, and and speaking that somatic language ahead of time. Yeah, that could be a huge, huge thing. And then I I really love what you had to say about um, that tension in the body is an expression of resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And this, all of this work with ayahuasca has to do with dropping that resistance, opening up to what is, and relaxing, and, and dealing with uh, uh, relaxing our way through discomfort, which is something that uh, Dr. John Sheely was talking about in, in, in our section when I had that interview with him. So, um, yeah, that, that very succinct and great answer. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, an analogy I thought of, which, um, might help the this piece of wisdom land kind of mm-hmm. more for people is if you were going to travel to a country and you were unfamiliar with the language yeah. if you do a little investigation and familiarize yourself before mm-hmm. then when you get there mm-hmm. you're like oh I know what that sign says or I know how to ask for help if you just show up and you're like I literally know nothing yeah. it's going to make the whole experience way more difficult so yeah. just preparing ourselves well yeah yeah that makes all the sense in the world. It's a great analogy. Um, so great. As a preparation tool, it's really, through what you're saying, is super clear as to how it can help help one through the, the, the plant medicine or ayahuasca ceremony process, speaking that language, already being somewhat, even if you just have a few words, right? So even if you just start two weeks or a month beforehand, I mean, longer is better, obviously, mm-hmm. but... Um, and on that discomfort point, it's also cool. I mean, there's a physical painful discomfort that one might get in movement, yoga, and all that sort of thing. But there could also be that discomfort to get used to around, um, one, learning something new, mm-hmm. and two, doing it in front of other people. You know. Some people are shy about dancing, and I imagine some people will be shy about going to a yoga class or a qigong class and so forth, mm-hmm. but those are great discomforts to work with, right? Mm-hmm. And this this work with ayahuasca, um, plant medicines and so forth, it, it is a lot about getting comfortable with the discomfort and then finding out that on the other side that, oh, the discomfort was something that I was creating to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully if people are... Um 
seeking out some sort of teacher or class or support beforehand. Um, it's my hope for everybody to find the space where there's instruction given and then the feeling and the intuitive sense that the body brings. Uh -huh. And so to be able to tune into like, what do I need? The teacher's telling me to do this, but if I just move my foot two inches in this direction, oh my gosh, now I think I actually like that aha moment of this is where my body structure uh -huh. is really in alignment with itself. Uh -huh. And that sense of listening is also can be really supportive in a plant medicine ceremony. Uh -huh. Like I'm sitting really tensely or I'm laying and like, oh, I'm, I'm actually not in a state of structural relaxation. Uh -huh. And so again, just kind of learning the language of the body, if it's tingling or pain or sharpness, or even a correlation of numbness mm -hmm. or overactive mind because the body's all tense and the yeah. energy has kind of circled up here instead of dissolving and being really smooth. Yeah. So that space of um, listening, like that the deepest wisdom comes from inside of ourselves mm -hmm. and people can help guide us there. But then finding that space to be one's own kind of travel agent and yeah. guide and explore is really empowering. Yeah, so a good point. I mean, so as people who are inspired from this conversation go out and start looking for yoga or, or dance or movement, um, are there any key things that they should look for? Because I would never have thought, okay, maybe I should find a place that allows me to, that has this, this bit of freedom to make adjustments. Um, and I don't even know, how, how would you... It's not my world. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your suggestions for finding uh, places to work with rather than just going to, say, core power or something like that? Yeah. Which um, is, might be good for some people, too. Right. But, yeah. Totally. Everyone's going to have their different medicine. Um, I think finding a teacher that your nervous system feels calm around and mm -hmm. feels really safe with. Mm -hmm. And even... Um, as a practice of listening to the body, say you walk into a yoga studio and there's a response that the body has to the vibe of that place. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, wow, it feels so good in here. And I'm, I'm just like really digging it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know why, but I feel mm -hmm. why. That's a really great indicator. And that practice can be brought into a ceremony space yeah and actually I would say that's the same thing that people should approach looking at um, facilitators for plant medicine and ayahuasca is like well, you can't walk into their house or anything but yeah. you can get a sense of you know when you look at the website and and just look at their social media posts what have you their videos you can get a sense of what they're about and if it feels good in your body that's a good indication yeah but anyway keep Keep going. Yeah, well, and also, so say you get through kind of that threshold and then you get into a class and it's the same thing. And also, I think really intelligent teachers will have the experience and the language to give variations mm -hmm. and offer, like, offer different shapes or versions or say maybe try this out or a lot of invitational like to let the practitioner return to themselves and feel what's right for them uh -huh. i feel like that creates a lot more empowerment and support of this inner guidance than you got to do it this way or someone who's kind of militant or there's a right and there's a wrong yeah. and kind of holding um like a power over type of dynamic I would avoid, or my suggestion is to avoid people in situations like that. Yeah. 
And again, just the practice of listening, like how does my body feel to this? And, um, and approaching and maybe trying something new that you wouldn't try and having that kind of inner litmus test of like, how does this feel? And, and try it on. I really recommend for a lot of people, if you're gonna try anything, try at least three times. Because yeah. then you get a sense and then maybe by the third time it was like, yeah, the first time I kind of wanted to run away, yeah. but it was good for me. And then it continues. So giving things a chance and also listening to that intuitive sense of this is how my body and my nervous system felt. And that's a good indicator of the resonance between yourself and a practitioner. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say try it three times. That's why part of the reason why we have people come at least three times to ceremony. Um, instead of just doing one ceremony. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is, many people already know this, but if you're looking for a movement or, or yoga center, um, same with Qigong, so many places allow you to come for, you, know, you buy a, a week package for 20 bucks and you mm -hmm. can come as many times as you want during that week kind of thing. And so you take advantage of those and bop around to different places in your area to, to check, check places out, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, um, so on the backside of the uh, plant medicine ayahuasca experience, um, integration. How does, how does, how does the, the movement come into play there? Yeah. Um, well, first I want to say that if someone starts a practice before, mm -hmm. the likely, then there's a thread and the ability to carry it through afterwards mm -hmm. will already be supported. Cool. So you've like set yourself up with a way in which you can continue to walk the path afterwards. And I would say that would be really useful. Um, and after these big kind of peak experiences, then the movement practice can help us kind of retain or maintain the sense of insight or clarity or um, invigorated feeling. Mm -hmm. And so say you have, um, after an ayahuasca retreat, for example, feeling like you're feeling your body in a way that you've never felt before, mm -hmm. and then you go into a yoga practice, that yoga practice might feel like somatically hundreds of times or many, many times like bigger and more powerful mm -hmm. and can feed back into the loop of, whoa, this is what my body feels like mm -hmm. when I do x y and z thing that is good for me and it kind of can start with i know i should do yoga or i should stretch or exercise and it's a mental place but to have the feeling and the lived experience of feeling better in your body feeling calmer more mental clarity that's the type of feedback loop that makes it really easy for people to say i'm totally coming back and doing this again because i actually feel so much better yeah Cool, cool. And then um, I, I would add just the um, when you're coming out of ayahuasca in particular, you're you're like blasted wide open, and you're like, "Whoa, I feel so amazing!" <laughs> and then as we go back into our normal lives, um, we get more out of our bodies, out of this feeling state, and into our heads. And that's where everything starts to kind of 
crunch up. And so by going back and doing yoga or qigong or some sort of movement practice, it opens things back up again. Oh yeah, this is, this is, it's a reminder of the lessons that, the, the, the body language, body language, yeah. it, the language of the body, because body language is that whole other thing, but the language <laughs> of the body that one experienced and learned from during the ayahuasca experience gets to re, be re-remembered uh, uh, and, and re-upped, so to speak, so that that expansiveness and, and feeling can, can come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I, I mean, I have my physical practices, as you know, but um, I can see how, particularly for one who's uh, just starting out in in uh, plant medicine or ayahuasca, how helpful that can be. Yeah, definitely. It's like these practices were designed so long ago, before any of the science was even known, mm-hmm. of helping to circulate energy through the body. Mm-hmm. And what can happen in an ayahuasca ceremony is there's like this pump from the medicine that can circulate it and kind of run up against or move through blockages Mm -hmm. and so as an integration practice after a ceremony to have these practices that continue to help circulate energy Mm -hmm. um, can help prolong I think the state of clarity Mm -hmm. that we can come out of a ceremony with and maybe lead some insights to oh you know I actually am feeling a pain somewhere that must be an indication from my body that something's not quite right so maybe that inspires seeking out another type of practitioner, acupuncturist, herbalist, massage therapist, what have you, mm-hmm. to address something that maybe was amplified in ceremony mm-hmm. before the ceremony was numb, really felt it, and now it's like I want to follow the language of my body because it's communicating to me mm-hmm. so I can pursue greater health and well-being. Yeah. This brings up a really good point <clears throat> that as we're talking, um, we're painting a picture of a journey, right? A healing journey. Mm-hmm. You're preparing, you're preparing, you have the ex- preparing in this case with um, uh, physical practices, and then you, you have the, the big experience itself, then you have integration. And during that integration, you're discovering new things that are part of the healing journey to continue with. Right. And the journey never ends, by the way. So people who are <laughs> wondering, I'm still on my journey. As far as I know, you're still in yours. Yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> but, um, and that's an important thing for people to understand is that the, the, the healing journey doesn't end, um, which is very different than the Western uh, mainstream mm. medical perspective. They're trying to stop things you know, with, with the proverbial pill yeah. at every turn. But funny enough, it never works <laughs> in the sense that it keep, we keep getting, uh, getting our, our, the symptoms coming back or something's happening to us all the time. Yeah. So. And it, again, to like kind of speak to this cycle of um, if the relaxation that one is able to cultivate and then bring into a plant medicine experience opens up the tissues of the body or the energetic pathways and allows certain things to be released that maybe are not resolved in that retreat experience to take that information and work with it i.e create a process of assimilating it or integrating it into the body and it's from my experience maybe for you too it's just a refinement yeah it's like a little bit little bit little bit and sometimes there's big things to integrate but sometimes there's little and the little things just kind of keep going yeah totally totally cool um i i think i 
have covered all the questions I have. Is there anything you'd like to leave people with? And if that's a, eh, not really, then that's fine too. Or um, well, I guess one point is if if each person just kind of looked at themselves, you can see that your body is like ninety five percent of our shape, and the head and brain is only like mm. maybe five percent. I don't know, depending on how tall you are, whatever. <laughs> and the to reside in this place is really so enriching in my experience and can create a lot of meaning and connection in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether people are excited about plant medicine or they're just more interested in what integration means in general, mm-hmm. that a lot of the practices I'm sure that with the other practitioners you talked about can have an application to a healing journey, whether it's with, with or without plant medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, this is this is my home yeah. while I'm on this planet. So attending to it, listening to it, taking care of it will only serve me well. Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, also, you know, we're we're gonna have in the the show notes um, a way to reach out to you um, because you do um, well. You you'll do retreats and, and so forth with us. And I understand there's some special retreats that uh, Michael and you are, are planning and, and com- combining ayahuasca with movement. I might be a part of it. Jess might be a part of it. Who knows? And still in the, in the works. To be continued. To be continued. <laughs> but that said, you, you do uh, private um, online coaching for those who are interested. And that goes beyond just yoga. It's, it, you, you mix all of the modalities together, depending on the person, right? And yeah. How it works. Yeah. Um, there's a variety of things, obviously. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really love working with people who are kind of beginning their movement journey mm-hmm. and because I feel like it's such a rich and special place to be. So helping people uh, develop their personal practice mm-hmm. and that can take on a variety of shapes, but something that just inspires you to move every day mm-hmm. in a way that fits your body because each body has certain um, realities, injuries, limitations, etc. Uh-huh. So really working individually with people around that. And then a different form or another channel is kind of more therapeutic, expressive, um, somatic storytelling, body storytelling okay. work that can, uh, I've seen it do amazing things for people. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, what's, what's your, your website or, um, what is it called? And then we'll put the, the specific address in the show notes. Yes. So you can go to freeingbodies.com. Freeingbodies.com. That's my mission. Freeing bodies. Freeing bodies, right on. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and your answers. Yes. Everything you shared was awesome. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time to watch this video. And we'll have more to come. Talk to you soon.
Yeah.